welcome to Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0. Take it away, Ryan Gray. North South Connection, welcome back to Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0. Episode 17, some would say the greatest WrestleMania of all time, so we would bring in the greatest guest of all time, J.A. D'Amato. Johnny, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? YouTube uh, debut. How's it going, buddy? Ah, it's going amazing. Psyched yeah. for the Rumble, psyched, psyched to be with you guys. I uh, got some sexy beasts uh, I'm looking at, so uh, it's going to be a good night. Nice. Rocco, what's up, dude? You got a little uh, gloomy cameras uh, in like I'm doing great. Rumble cast? season, always great. Rossi, got a haircut, looking good. Yeah, you know, my, my UConn team decided to stop winning games, so I had to change up my look. Um, and and we're 1-0 uh, since I have, so so we got to keep the good times rolling. And WrestleMania 17 had my favorite battle royal of all time um, when Iron Sheik had to win because he couldn't be eliminated because he couldn't take the bump. So, so yeah, I'm excited. There's 17 weeks, 34 weeks for us now. We, we've got quite the run going. If UConn keeps losing, it's going to get a little tight for you, if you get what I'm saying. Huh, D'Amato? Hey! All right, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, we're going to preview the Royal Rumble, and the best way to do it is with a gimmick. So, we're bringing you spin the wheel, make a pre prediction. You guys ready to get after it? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Let's see what's – let's see if I'll oh, – yeah. uh, if let's see if I can present myself here and make this son of a bitch work, all right? Let's go, guys. Ready? Boom. Ready? D'Amato, up first, buddy. Damn, pressure's on. All right. First one on, D'Amato. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Oof. All right, D'Amato, 30 seconds. What number do they come in? How long do they last? How many eliminations do they have? And what's their demise in the Royal Rumble? All right, Se separately, uh, we'll go yeah. Sheamus at number ten, and uh, he'll he'll have uh, four eliminations, and uh, he'll make he'll make it to nah, about the, the the final ten, uh, and uh, he'll he'll get eliminated. Uh, he'll get eliminated by uh, by Drew. Drew will come in at uh, fifteen and uh, about about four eliminations, and uh, and he's going to eliminate uh, Sheamus, and then he's going to get uh, eliminated by uh, Solo Sokoa. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, I love it, D'Amato. All right, spin the wheel, make the deal. Mike Rossi, you're up, buddy. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, Sammy, huh? Sammy Zane. Jeez. Oh, man, this one's tough, but but I'm going to say Sammy Zane comes into this 20-ish, uh, we'll say 21 um, he's going to last until the final five. It'll look like he's about to make the final four, and he will get thrown out by Solo Sokoa, like you said, you just said for Drew. Um, and that will put a further rift into the bloodline um, because I expect something obviously big to go down during the um, Roman match, which we'll talk about later. Um, Sammy won't get a ton of eliminations, maybe two, um, but he'll probably be in it for about 20 minutes or so. Perfect. I love it. Rocco. What do we got, buddy? You're up. 
I hope he gets Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, his favorite. Oh, Drew. Now you got Ziggler, Miz, Corbin, this whole upper, lower, mid-card veteran crew. What, are, first of all, any all three of these guys in the Rumble, pick That's one. Triangle of suck right there. Go over it, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> what do you got, buddy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're gonna like Corbin's is probably gonna have the uh um, probably a big comedy spot. I see him coming in uh yes. <laughs> fucking house faction. Uh he's gonna come in, I think. Um shit, man. Ziggs, I don't even see being in it. Miz, honestly, man. I could see him having a late he's gonna come in late, kind of a troll spot. At the end, you might think someone really good's coming out. He comes out, maybe gets a toss by a, a big boy. And Corbs, man, oof, I think he's got to be in it to, to have any kind of upward momentum. I think maybe it's a good spot for like a JBL to maybe get involved and take a little bit of a, a shit heel. So I think all these guys are kind of no no chance in hell and kind of all comedy spots, except for maybe Ziggler, who's just going to get, you know, everyone bummed out when he comes out. But uh, yeah, uh, don't have high hopes for any of them. And they're middle of the pack. On the card, and they're going to be middle numbers for this uh, for the Rumble, I think. Yeah, you didn't really get a great one there, Rocco. My turn. <laughs> Spin the wheel. New, new faction. Yeah. Triangle That's suck. It. Triangle suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Legend Returner. Give me, give me, woo woo woo. Zach Ryder is going to return. He'll probably come in early, three, four, five. A nice long run. Have a few uh, few uh, eliminations, but stick around for a long part of it. Probably get out around early 20s when, like, Brock comes in and starts throwing motherfuckers around. So going to be a nice reintroduction to Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona. We shall see. In a return, mm, or a legend, excuse me. Uh, geez. What's the Tonka up to? Let's throw him out. <laughs> All right, back to, let's back to you, D'Amato. Let's go. Now that we're, we got the rust off us, let's give D'Amato a good one. Oh, oh, oh. yes. Come Ooh. on. Ooh, what do you got, brother? Uh, I'm saying uh, no. I'm, I'm saying it's not happening, man. No dice. Nah, I'm, I'm. I'm believing the. Uh, I'm believing the the latest hype that uh, it's, it's not gonna happen. Ah, uh, he's my pick. I I I suspect it. I think it's. I, I think it's set up years. for the for the one that it just uh, sneaked past. I, I I think it's uh, it's set up for that. So he he would kind of ruin our Cody's moment. So uh, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. You got a dud on that one, Damato Rossi. You're up, buddy. Let's go. I'll eliminate him as we go, too, guys. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Oh, um oh boy so gargano gargano being early um i could see somewhere along the lines of like three or four for gargano and he gets a nice little run i don't think he's gonna get like iron man or anything because i do think that's gonna go to somebody else that hasn't been mentioned yet um out of like the two spot but i would expect gargano to have a, a nice little run here um and maybe get eliminated as part of like Brock coming in and crushing everybody. Um, Gargano maybe have like one or two eliminations. Nothing crazy. He'll be more of somebody that just is in there to make the work rate of the match flow um, ever so softly, we'll say. 
Good, a good utility guy right there. All right, Rocco, you're up, buddy. Hopefully, you don't get a triangle of suck this time. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Get it. Say <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, this is. Seth Rollins, Nevada. What do you got? I mean, for Rocco, Seth Rollins, what do you got? Rocco hates this game. That's just another wine. That's now that's not the square. And that's for now. A um, circle listen, he's gonna, this is new. This is babyface Seth Rollins. He's going to be the Iron Man, I think. He's going to come in real early. Yes. A circle. Yeah, he's going to complete the circle of life. With Kuna Matata, Seth Rollins sucks. <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't suck. I get it. But yeah, I feel like a number two spot coming in, and they're going to give him a nice long run because they really want him to get over as a wrestling machine babyface guy. So um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't. Huh. I'm trying to think. Uh, so if Riddle returns, that might be his big like face-to-face moment, which would be really weird because he's now the good guy. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. If Cody Cody's in the match, that's a face-to-face. That's going to be really interesting. I don't know how to handle that. So there's a lot of really interesting ways that if he does come in early and he's there for a long time and these names do come back, but Cody, that's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting. It's not really that uh, exciting for me. But um, yeah, I'm thinking early and uh, could have a lot of moments that are pretty big in it. Yeah, you did a good job for a guy you hate. All right, I'm up. Let's go. <laughs> I try to be diplomatic, you know? Ah! All right, cool. Bronson Reed. So Bronson Reed will get, you know, he'll come in in the early 10s, eliminate very, very Baron Corbin-esque in 2007, come in, have a hot run, get eliminated within 10 minutes, probably by like a uh, like a Lashley or someone will get him out. He'll come in, get a, get get rid of like Dawkins, get rid of uh, three, four guys, and then he'll get disposed of himself by a bigger bad boy. Um, and uh, he'll get put over in the meantime. So uh, maybe he'll get, get rid of that triangle of suck that Rocco had. So uh, that's a good spot for him. Right in the middle. Come in the early, late, early teens. Get into the teens. All right, D'Amato, let's go, buddy. Spin the wheel, D'Amato. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, buddy. Yes. Whoa, Iron Man. Move on, baby. One to thirty. Winner, Matt Catmoss. Go at it, D'Amato. Uh, he'll come in at lucky number seven uh, for you, and. Uh... Eliminate absolutely nobody, and uh, Gunther mm. will come in at like 10 or 11 and dispose of uh, him. Uh, so, sorry, it's uh, the run's over. Uh, I think he peaked. Uh, I, I think he peaked uh, as soon as Emma came in. Uh, the, his, uh, his stock went down. Uh, the don't, don't mix business and pleasure, man. Don't mix business and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a word of wisdom from you, D'Amato? <laughs> I have no wisdom uh, whatsoever, but <laughs> just words. <laughs> All right, right. Rossi, you're up. All right, let's do this. For 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 me, for the record, I would say Bad Cat Moss is not going to even be in the match. Oh, he'll be in it. He'll be in the job for eliminated. Austin Fury. Oh man, so it kind of goes back to my Gargano thing. So there's two scenarios here that I see of the one-two: either Cody and Seth, or um, Gargano and Theory. I think that would be cool as well. Um, maybe Theory draws one and Gargano comes out as the foil to him. 
Um, either way, I think he's going to be early. He's a work rate guy. He's one of those. Those are the four people that I think are really the Iron Man capable types. Um, it really just depends on what route they want to go. I do lean that it's more of the Seth Cody than the theory Gargano, but definitely going to be a centerpiece of the match and somebody that they're going to work a lot of it through because he's a good worker. Um, he's somebody that they're pushing. Um, they want him to make look good. I think he ends up with like three or four eliminations. And again, he's somebody that gets tossed during the Brock um, Brock Lashley showdown that I think is going to happen when they just ultimately toss a lot of people. Theory, final four. That's I'm going to add to it. That's my pick. Theory, final four. All right, Rocco, let's go. Make a, make a deal, buddy. Who does he hate the most here? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like it. I like it. Something different. All right. You got a hot, heavy hitter, Rocco. You got to be good with this one. Let's go. What do you got here? Well, I can't I can't really be that good because I really don't see it happening. No uh, imagination out of Rocco. If it is going to say wait, wait as hell, wait. Uh, we're 29. We'll have that. Hear that. Hmm. No, you know what? I'll go 30. A nice, uh, nice full ring. Nothing too crazy. Maybe five guys left, six guys left. So you could have some uh, stuff happening. And uh, who do I want to? I mean, he's got to mix it up if Sammy's in there. Sammy or Solo, because I don't in the Rumble. So I think he's got to mix it up with the Bloodline guy if he's going to win it and uh, take down Roman. Is that what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, why not? I'd like to see it happen. All right, cool. I'm Take some Saudi money and uh, fucking run with it. So, yeah. How about uh, with Solo and Sammy? All right. NXT. I got the NXT one. Ooh, I'm going to just go. It's going to be. I don't really. Last year, they didn't have any in the men's Royal Rumble. So, I think they're going to make up and go two this year. I think they're going to go with Carmelo Hayes. I think that's easy. Throw, their, throw them in there early. Have him give an Andrade 2018 run. Just put him over real good. Get a few eliminations and just give him like 30 minutes in there, touching a lot of WWE guys and making them look great. And then I'll go someone late, like uh, I would say Waller, but he's kind of in the mix right now with Breaker. So someone like eh, who's like a hot young guy that they got down there, Rossi. Who 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 else can we throw in there? Von kind of Wagner. Like... No. Um... How about Maybe. Sanga? Sanga or or Veer? Which which one? The one? Nah, that's we're gonna hurt? do this. We're gonna do. We're gonna throw Pretty Deadly in there, and they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna flip the coin like this, like the Usos did in 2012, and then the, the one of them is gonna get go in there right away, and they're gonna get like two minutes and get thrown out. So that's I dig it. I dig it. That's what I we're like gonna that. go with. All right, Damato, we're running out of guys. Let's go, buddy. Maybe like Joe Gacy. Maybe like Joe Gacy since he was time? Cody's boy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, D'Amato, this is a good one, buddy. Yes, uh, this is a great one. Gunther. He's going to come in at 10, and he's going to have the most eliminations. Uh, he's going to have about seven eliminations, uh, wipe a lot of guys out, make it to the final four, and uh, he'll probably be the third to last to get eliminated by uh, Cody. Perfect. I love it, D'Amato. Great job. All question, right. question here. Is this the first time we see Gunther Brock interaction in this match? Yes. Yes. Or they I may be stray away from it. Maybe we'll get into that next. Okay. You know, if, if, if it comes up on you, maybe we'll get into that next. You look how I fake the spin every time. Now I hope that you get it. Ooh. 
All right, Rossi. So Solo and the Usos. The bloodline. So I kind of already started on this when I had Sammy, so this works out. Um, I don't think the Usos are in it. I think that they're not going to be in the match. I think they're going to play up the injury to Jimmy um, from Raw, and that's okay. a good way to keep them out of it. Um, but I do think Solo is sent into this from Reigns, maybe even in a spot where he um, beats the shit out of somebody in the back, like Madcap Boss, and takes their number. Um, because some, I really think something's going to happen in the Sammy match. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Reigns match to make it seem like, uh, you know, Sammy's going to be out of the bloodline to go, you know, try to win the Rumble. So then he's going to send Solo in to get him. Solo's going to toss him. He's going to enter the ring somewhere in like the 24 range. Um, toss out Sami Zayn and actually be in the final four for himself where he ultimately gets eliminated pretty early in that final four. Cool. All right, Rocco. New day. Yes, it is. Let's go, Rocco. New day. Right. We're going to have them both in there. We're going to have an early Kof, I think, going in there. Uh, interesting to have a NXT tag champ going into the match, which might be the first time that's happened. And uh, oof. I can see a nice Gunther uh, interaction where he takes these both both these guys out and kind of wrecks them. Like, uh, like John saying, Gunther in there 10, maybe takes up the two uh, the New Day guys and uh, gives them a little tosky. And then, uh, man, I don't know how you're going to book the new Kofi uh, getting back in the ring. That's for him to figure out and for us to watch and, and enjoy. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I see him being in the middle. I see maybe Will Gunther. Maybe Will Imperium runs in and they're not supposed to be there or something like that. But I don't know. I like that that pairing. 0.001% we get Biggie. That's it. <laughs> for shits and giggles. All right, me. Let's go. What do we got? We're, we're running thin here on guys. Uh, I didn't want him. I didn't want him. But I'm going to take him. Cody Rhodes. Let's say 27. You know, the big guys are going to go on there, have their moment. Brock will be gone. Lashley will be gone. Uh, he'll get in there with, like, Gunther. Get in there with, like, Braun. Those types of jabronis. Have a moment with Rollins. Have a moment with Riddle. Have a big moment with Theory to kind of forecast 2023 perhaps uh and uh is he going to win i would say the safe money is on him to win uh my hat is on the rock to win i think the rock is yeah, pull a quick one the rock will win but uh i would say cody has a really really strong chance of winning and he would i think he the last elimination will be rollins if he were to eliminate anyone and win so i guess uh cody rhodes Perhaps as your winner, definitely in the final three. Definitely in the final three. Tomato, let's go, buddy. On this day, oh, uh... I see clearly. All right, Tomato, Edge. Is Edge going to be in the Rumble? Uh, I, I say yes. Uh, maybe uh, 21. Uh, and uh, He'll eliminate... Uh, He'll eliminate Priest and get eliminated by uh, Finn. Okay. He'll have one right. elimination and uh, it'll, it'll be real quick, a quick few minutes where he'll deal with Judgment Day, but in and out quick. He'll get the pop, get one hot elimination, and then uh, get bounced out of there. He already had his uh, his victory a few years ago. Come on, man. We can't, uh, can't go back there. 
I know. All right, Rossi. Rossi, we got a uh, Santos Escobar. That's a fun one. Yeah. So, hmm. He's somebody that I could see kind of being in the middle. Um, you know, you, you put these matches into parts. You have work rate type guys um, bandied about in the show. They come in and they might, you know, push one little aspect of the match. Really not do a lot of eliminations, but just kind of look like a star. Um, this is somebody that, like, to the point you made earlier with the little Andrade run back in 2018. I could see something like that happening with him. You know, somebody that comes in, gets to showcase his stuff to a bigger crowd. Um, and then ultimately maybe eliminates, you know, one or two people, nothing nuts, um, and ultimately gets tossed um, as part. I, if you guys haven't figured it out at this point, I think there's going to be, for me, this big, like, well, I won't even mention it, the, the names, but there's going to be two guys that are going to clash and just start chucking people um, and then ultimately knock each other out in one way. Um, I could see him being part of that clash of the early 20 range. Cool. Dig it. All right. As, as long as Alina escorts into the ring, I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. All right. Ah, we got a waste riddle on Rocco. I was kind of hoping you got – I was hoping that you got uh, the street topics. But, uh, all right, what do you got from that riddle? Riddle, Morocco. <laughs> I think – I have uh, less – oh, wait. What are we giving me now? Are you giving me riddle? riddle. Yeah, I have less, a little less hope than you guys, but I do see if he's coming back – it's going to be, uh, yeah, I think it's an early run. I think uh, oof, maybe like a five or six and coming in and, uh, you know, you, you kind of want to see him against Rollins, right? So, um, man, I wish I had a better uh, better uh, thought about this. But, uh, you know what? Sorry, I take it back. He comes in, Gunther and him have a crazy standoff. Gunther eliminates him. That's it. I like right. that. I do. I think they put him over good. I think that they have big... They have big plans for Riddle, and he's going to be refocused and re-energized. Well, he should be coming after Solo, right? That's what I was just going to say, too. All right. Perhaps that Brock and Lashley were going to be the ones that are going to come in mid-match and throw everyone out, have a Warrior and Hogan stare down, and then just kill each other. Or perhaps Brock's not even in the match, and he just goes hunting for Lashley, eliminates Lashley, and uh, I just think they're going to have a big, epic collision. And that's it for them, guys. All right, D'Amato. You got two more, D'Amato. It's, we'll see what you got, buddy. Oh, D'Amato, Judgment Day. What do you got? Judgment Day, yeah. The, the, the last third between uh, 20 and, and 30. And like I said, uh, Priest and, uh, and Finn, a, a couple uh a couple of entrants uh, apart. And uh, they'll, they'll be dealing mostly with Edge and... Uh, and like like I already said with Edge, uh, you know, Edge will eliminate a priest, and uh, and, and Finn will eliminate Edge, and, and then he'll get bounced uh, quickly after. I love it. All right, Demo uh, Rossi Street Profits. Um, so I'm gonna get cute here. I think that um, Dawkins comes in first. Um, he has a decent little run, maybe two or three before. Um, wow, well, I um I. Montez comes in. I couldn't think of his name for a minute. Montez comes in. He's made to look good kind of in that middle work rate class. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say a lot of people are going to think Montez is going to have the longer run in this, but I think Dawkins is going to heal on Montez and eliminate him. Um, and it could start to put a little bit of a fracture in them. I ultimately think if there's a new hurt business, 
Um, I really don't think Montez fits in there, but if they split up and Dawkins goes into there, I could I could appreciate that. Um, also, really think this is a possibility. I mean, we're we're throwing a lot of names out there that might not even be in this match um, once they start formatting it. Um, but I, I think this is a good opportunity to get Montez some time and some shine, um, and you know maybe do something big with them to break them up. I dig it. All right, Rocco, on to the women. Let's go, women's match. Ten minutes. Let's bang this out. Ooh, yeah, Rocco. Jersey girl. Jersey girl, Jersey boy. Here we go. Let's hear about it. What do you got for Liv Morgan? Uh, comes in comes in at number one, eliminates 29 people. WrestleMania. It's obvious fuck right there. Um, I think they are gonna put her in early, and I think she's gonna she's she had she was really good with her crazy rumble uh move, so I'm seeing her in there. And a returning dewdrop throws her like 12 feet into the crowd, Spike Dudley style, to eliminate her about halfway through the match. Nice. All right, boom, I'm up. Ryan, FYI, there's a second Liv Morgan on there. Yeah, I just saw it. And I'm going to get it. So that's perfect. So just clear her out and spin it again. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Can you believe it? All right, Rhea Ripley. All right, go. I think she's going to have the most eliminations. I think she's going to be in the final four. Perhaps, I don't think that she's going to come be the Iron Woman, but I think that she's going to be in there the most impressive final four, most eliminations, and perhaps could be the winner of the Royal Rumble. Um it's tough. It's I think it's 50-50 between her and Becky. Um I I'm gonna go I don't think she's gonna win. I think that it's gonna lead to a conflict with Beth, and I think she's second to last and Becky eliminates her. All right, D'Amato, you're up. Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel. We'll put her in in the uh, in the in the first ten, uh, say like seven, and uh, she'll definitely get some some good shine and uh, eliminate about uh, about four or five ladies and uh, and be taken out by uh, by by somebody like, like say like Becky uh, after in the, uh, the like the final seven. Uh, she'll last for a while and uh, and and make a good stand and and get eliminated by by somebody uh, elite like gotcha. Becky. Boom, let's go. Who's up? Rossi. Rossi, what do you got here? Who are you going to get? Dun, dun. dun. Lame. Lame. Um, She's going to be a little bit later um, because I don't think that she's somebody that they're going to trust with work rate early. Um, So I'm going to say she's going to be around 25. She's going to come in, eliminate at least three people. Um, Maybe use her power a little bit more. I know she's been learning the, the, the camel clutch. Uh, so she hmm. probably won't do that in this match. It won't make sense. Uh, but she will, uh, she will, she'll eliminate three people and then ultimately get tossed by Rhea. Yeah. I, I think she might change her gimmick and get repackaged halfway through the rumble. So I'm not sure. Yeah. She's the it. All right. What do we got Rocco? <laughs> oh, Rocco, this is all aces for you, buddy. Have at it. Co-winner, Oscar and Liv Morgan, co-winner. Ooh, uh, 
<laughs> super duper late coming in super late maybe like a little different music everyone's confused as fuck she comes in with the new uh evil uh, gimmick and uh clears out fucking becky and we get a becky oscar match at the next pay-per-view right at the end she's the one that gets becky out of there though all right, not bad. That's that's be a Super cool. Hill Oscar is born by like, taking out Bex. Yeah, and that's it. It'd be pretty cool if she debuted that new gimmick at the Rumble. That'd be pretty cool and memorable and a nice restart for her. All right, who do I got here? How about it? How about it? Again, a legend with me, huh? A legend of return. He. Uh, what's a lender blaze doing? Is she still in the poker game? I think we're gonna get Trish Stratus. Uh, the biggest legend of them all. I don't think we're going to get the Bella Twins. I don't think they're going to be booked after last night. Um, uh, yeah, let's go Trish Stratus. You know, just a big legacy pop. Doesn't really lead to anything. Gutson has a nice nice spot. Probably eliminates like a Dana Brooke and like a Tamina or something. Uh, early, often, nice cool moment. And then she'll get eliminated by a hot young heel like, uh, like a Rhea. Rhea will come in and kill her. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. Trish Stratus. Boom. All right. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, D'Amato. Uh, big time banks. <laughs> definitely uh, coming about 20. And, and she'll, she'll definitely make a presence felt, clear out, clear out, clear out a few. And uh, she'll definitely make it to the, to the final four and uh, be eliminated by uh, Rhea. Oh, so is that is that hint on your winner? Yeah, yeah. I, on the way to the victory, sure. All right, let's go, Ro Rossi. Who do you got? This is your last pick, Rossi. I water. I water. Keep it. All right, boom. All right. Um, because I I need to say this because it, it's it would be the culmination of the crazy prediction I made at the end of the year. Um. I would say that Naomi definitely comes back at 29. Um, and then everybody thinks that she is um, the big surprise at the end. And she's returned and she's on all this fun stuff. Um, has a cool entrance. Everybody's shocked that she's there. She comes in. She she has a, a ball of fire. She does a couple of eliminations. Um, and then 30, how comes her friend Mercedes, who's now back in WWE? Um, I have to say that because it was my prediction six weeks ago. So I have to stick with it. Um, they run rampant together for a while until eventually Naomi turns heel on her friend and eliminates her. Um, and then she gets blindsided by Aria, uh, maybe even in the final four. Um, I think Naomi's going to come in late and last a little bit and um, be a part of the mix at the end, even though she won't win. Um, and she will be the third to last person eliminated. I'm sorry, the third third place finisher before Rhea and Becky duke it out at the end. So, Sa so Sasha comes back. She's in the mix, she, but then she's eliminated, so she's boo-boo face, and she quits again. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Rocco, For the record, one. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but I have to stick with my story. All right. Oh, a good one, Rocco. So Charlotte and Bianca, they're the two women's champion at the time. Any chances that they stick, her, stick around and get in the Rumble? Rocco, any chances they're in the Rumble, the two champs? All right, we lost Rocco. D'Amato, you want to finish that one? Uh, I say uh, no chance. All right, let's go to your guy then. All right, D'Amato, last one. Oh, this is my pick. My bad, my bad. So I'm going to pick Bailey. Bailey's going to come in. She's going to have like a a Nexus-style run with damage control. 
And then uh, they kind of gonna, you know, they're gonna early and often they're gonna be in there, eliminate some chicks, get a nice run until Rhea comes out and kind of solidifies herself as the dominant force, gets rid of damage control. Bailey sticks around a little bit after that, but uh, Bailey would be in the mix. She might be the Iron Woman of this match. D'Amato, this is your last one, buddy. NXT. Who's coming in from NXT? Let's go with the uh, Orion uh, uh, Gray favorite, Tiffany Stratton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, at about uh, n- number nine, and uh, maybe one elimination, and uh, she'll be in and out of that quick, just to uh, for a little eye candy for the uh, to, to to keep some of the dull spots in the match uh, moving along. Uh, Got it. Cool. All right. Well, we lost Rocco in the last, uh, the 29th entry came in and Rocco got eliminated. So it's us three as the final three. Give it Rocco, uh, Rossi, men's and women's winner as we move out of here, out of YouTube. All right. I am going to throw us a curveball because that's fun. I still think the rock and I'm with you there. Um, but I'm going to predict that Rhea and Becky do the uh, Luger Brett finish oh. and um, have dual winners for the women. All right, I, the women's tough. I like it. I don't know. Rock, the motto: Who's winning, men and women? Uh, um, Cody's going to eliminate uh, Seth, and uh, and Rhea's going to eliminate uh, Becky uh, to win it. All right, I'm going Rock, and I'm going Becky. Uh, are you back from the apocalypse, there, Rocco? I don't think so. Sounds like the, it. the lights. The, oh, the lights are on in someone's no. home. Who's won the rumble? Men and women. Uh, we're going. S- S- Sammy's winning the men. Oscar's winning the women. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, check the other half out of this on the on the uh, on the podcast later, guys. All right, guys, we're back off YouTube. We're back on the podcast here. Uh, that was pretty fun. Where we kind of put together our rum- instead of doing a rumble preview, we had a little gimmick. You know about us. I'm nothing but a gimmick, so that's how we roll. So, the let's put a ball on the Rumble Royal Rumble match here. The news, and let's mix in some news. So, the news, FIFO reports that Stone Cold Steve Austin was pitched a big WrestleMania match. Co- coincidence or not that it's the, you know, the afternoon right before Raw 30th, where they probably want to drive up interest, drive up talk, which would lead into viewerships that would lead into the biggest viewership they've had in years, that first hour of Raw XXX, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So, um, just pretty much the whole gist of it all, uh, the rock Austin, what's real, what's not. And then you got Meltzer coming out this morning saying, well, the rock or Austin was pitch Brock and the Reigns match is a joke. So a lot of smoke screens. I think triple H is at the end of the day. I think triple H is doing a great job of just kind of throwing fluff out there and seeing what sticks and kind of what's just driving up interest everywhere and kind of putting a shot shining a light over here so all the shit can happen over here we could be like oh wow so i don't know who wants to start us off the rock the austin the brock the news the drama all the bullshit all the fake news the echo chamber of the iwc so be it tomato you're an old school guy what's real what's not you kind of let the cat out of the bag that the rock ain't gonna be there um is austin gonna be there you know what's real what's not what's going on dude Oh, you're asking the worst person in the world, and uh, I'm just a, 
Uh, it's like you, you fall into the rumors, uh, but but yeah. then you know most of them wind up being BS. But but oh, still, yeah. I, I don't know if it's entertaining, whatever you want to call it. it it's, it's just passing. I, I don't take it too serious. I, I just kind of like to sit back and be surprised. But uh, I'm saying uh, I, I'm feeding into that the uh, that the rocks out and uh, which 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 would have messed up the, uh, the the Cody situation anyway. So I, I think for a while it's uh, going to be Cody winning and you know and facing Roman. I don't and I don't see where where Rock fits in. So that's where I'm at at that. And uh, but and as far as uh, Stone Cold, uh, I think there's a, definitely a, a path for, for him to have a match. But you know more more I believe like the the Corbin, not the not, not the Brock. Uh, uh, I I tend to believe more that the rumor that uh, they tried to get them versus Brock for the uh, for the last SummerSlam and uh, yeah I'm, I'm all for that one yeah so if you, know, yeah. If, if you rewind that a little bit you know they went Brock in Le- Reigns on a big spectacle match you know that smelt like Stone Cold and a they they needed guys left and right or it went down uh, a few other guys just went down too so it was just kind of like they needed smoke so I think that they went to the well. And I believe that they were obviously he rejected them, but I totally think that they went for the Brock match or even the Reigns match at uh, SummerSlam 2022. Now, Rocco, will you believe any of this Stone Cold and Rock smoke, or what's real, what's not? Um, I don't think there's any fucking way Stone Cold's gonna get a ring with Brock Lesnar for the first first off. I don't think I that's agree. fucking happening. Um, I think he'll be there, and I don't think he's gonna do that. I, I just I don't see the the Rock coming in and fighting. Uh, Zane, uh, Reigns, that's just uh, the stories. I don't know to me, and you, people are even saying Cody, isn't the story Zane? Like Zane has to fucking code a mania and fight this guy. It's like to me, it's like the greatest story from fucking fighting jackass to fighting for the world title in a year. That's the most insane story, and like that would be like Rudy at the end. They don't put him in the in the fucking game, you know? Like that is that to stay on the sideline, Rudy? Like this is the story. Is this guy's fucking coming from fucking fighting Johnny Knoxville to this whole insane story? He's got to go to fucking Mania and fight Roman, if you ask me. I don't think I think Cody needs to work his way up there. I think Rock coming in to fight Roman doesn't just the but doesn't you could write a story for it, but the story's there for you. You have this year long story, then you're just gonna insert the Rock in there to fight Reigns. Think they're probably gonna boo the shit out of the Rock for take it for when he wins if that happens. Even though he's the Rock, they have proven that they will boo him if he's not. Like that's the story people want to see. So I, I don't, I don't doubt they might both be there, but I don't see either of them fighting Reigns, and I definitely don't see Stone Cold fighting fucking Brock Lesnar. Yep, I agree. No Stone Cold and Brock, but eh, perhaps Reigns if the Rock fell through, I can see them maybe pulling that one. All right, Rossi, I think it's all BS. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think we're getting the Rock and Reigns. You with me? What do you got? I completely agree. I think that Triple H is really good at leaking stuff and knowing where he's leaking it. Um, He went to Dave with this stuff. And I think when we look at the fact that the Austin Brock stuff came out from Dave, you know, after um, SRS released the stuff with it being the Austin Reigns pitch, I think SRS was getting fed that from wwe as well i don't think that that was ever really a conceivable match um ultimately i think austin and then you go back to dave i think they may have pitched brock and austin at some point and that went about what dave heard he just never heard anything about the rain stuff because it was never actually legit um i think that the, the austin stuff is a complete smoke screen um but a couple of things that i definitely have heard over the last couple of days um if they're not on like austin should have been on this raw show right 
So if he's not on Raw 30, that leads me to think that they're holding him for Sunday. Um, and then it doesn't really make sense for it to be a hold till Sunday unless he's in the match. So I'm, I'm going back to what we've been saying for all along is that he's going to go into the Rumble, get eliminated by whoever his eventual Mania opponent would be. Um, whether that's, you know, a solo type or a Corbin type or something along those lines for him to have a brawl. I think that all the shoe fits with that stuff. And, and ultimately the, the rock stuff seems to be something that I think they're just smoke screening. Um, I don't think that, you know, you're not really expecting rain, uh, rock to be in this insane ring shape. Look at Rhonda last year. She wasn't in ring shape at all, but for what he can do in a rumble really quickly to win it, kind of like Brock did last year is not really going to strain him and he can work on getting his ring um, stamina back up between now and April. So I'm not worried about that. Um, the other thing that I had heard this week kind of floating around was that they had sent lots of invites to pretty much every injured member of the roster, like a, an Orton type, um, a lot of legends that were not only going to Raw 30, but were being invited to go to the Rumble with the idea being that it was going to be a legendary show. I don't think it's a legendary show if it's just the chalk Cody that's not a surprise winning. Um, so that's what leads me to think or just another thing that leads me to think that there's going to be some crazy shit going down in this rumble. Um, I mean, you could theoretically also get to rock and reigns by just rock coming down and doing a stare down with reigns after he beats Owens. Um, but I think that's a dead giveaway if that happens is that would probably mean it's after the rumble itself. So um, I a hundred percent agree with you, Ryan. There's a lot of different bullshit getting tossed around right now. Um, and I've, because of this, this is as excited as I've been for Rumble in a long time because there's people attempting to smoke screen us when I don't think the Vince, if in full charge regime, ever really gave a shit about that. So The Rock doesn't have to, you know, The Rock facing Roman, he doesn't have to return at the Rumble. It could very simply be an acknowledgement segment, and then the Roman forces The Rock's mom to acknowledge him as the tribal chief head of the table, bigger than Sika, bigger than Alpha, bigger than Rocky Johnson, bigger than Peter Maivia, bigger than The Rock. Acknowledge me. And then that could, you know, stir up, stir up the drama. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I think that, um, I think we could get The Rock. I think there's so much smoke that it, it would deflect off away from The Rock. That's why I just think that. But then again, it's Triple H's first rumble. It could be his recipe to st- stir up interest to really just lead to the chalk Cody, you know? So it's just, Oh, it's interesting. Like you said, I'm, I'm interested. I'm it's, it's good not knowing. And, uh, the rumors of the rumors of the rumor of the echo chamber is, is, is cool. So, uh, I'm here for the, the bullshit just because it adds to the suspense of who's really going to win. So that's kind of the rumble of it all, the news of it all. And I don't know, guys, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it a hell of a lot. All right, so the the we, we talk about the Rock, we talk about Roman as potential opponents for Roman. First, he's going to get through Kevin Owens. Now that um that match, I would assume, isn't necessarily going to be a question of the finish, but a question of you know the alliance. Is it is it Sam? He's going to do something to maybe cause. I don't think that Owens is going to win the Universal, but is there a way on SmackDown? That Sammy, because I think they would mention it in the trial, but there was a way that Sammy got the contract, KO signed the contract, 
he wrote a little long in it and he threw it to Sammy. When Sammy opened it, he was like, whoa, what the fuck? And Roman never saw it, but Heyman saw it. So it was just like, all right, did Pierce pull some bullshit where it was like for the WWE title? If, uh, you know, if it's a triple threat match, right? And Sammy represents the WWE title and Roman represents the universal title and Roman in how, you know, how loyal is Sammy to represent the WWE title for Roman and then say KO can pin, pin Sammy for the universe or for the WWE Roman, no harm, no foul doesn't lose, but he loses one belt. He's not pinned. KO wins the world, the WWE, and then he's off on Raw with that to face Cody, to face whoever wins that the Royal Rumble, right? And then on SmackDown, you got the Universal. Maybe Sammy wins the Elimination Chamber to face Roman for the Universal at WrestleMania, you know, and that's just a cute way of splitting up the belt. Uh, but in that scenario, I assume that it would have came up within the structure of the awesome trial of Sami Zayn. So that's just like a little fantasy booking idea that we had that was kind of get us up to splitting the belts, which I think should be the goal sooner rather than later. So I don't know. Um, what do you think? I think the Universal Championship will be held by Roman Reigns at the end of this. But where is Sami Zayn going to fall in this? Rocco, let's start with you. Where's Sami in this? Is he... Is he is he loyal? Is he is he uh, is he like he he turns on KO then and then Roman stabs him in the back once he's done with them because he got the KO out of it. I don't know where are you at with this. This is some great TV. What do you think? Excuse me. I got really excited with the there was a little bit of a mention of if Sammy is playing us all that was yeah. mentioned on Raw and that got me really thinking of if this really does turn into a long con with Sammy and. KO and maybe some other dudes actually do like Sammy turns on them with the help or something. And does this for like, they definitely want the bloodline to have people to feud with. And since there's a million heel factions, right? Like maybe them being a baby face, like real baby faces would be the way to go about it. I mean, it's a tough thing to do in one night, but it, it did have me thinking about that. If Sammy does turn on him would be fascinating to me. And there is a thing. It just makes me wonder, like, too, is the Roman match not going to go on last? The main event's not last. It's going to be the Rumble. And that's going to be also how things might play out, too. When you see Roman come out, if it's in the middle, if it's but not, you know, if the, <laughs> the men's Rumble happens before Roman's match, that's another sign, too. Like, I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, I really think the best story they could tell is Sammy winning the, the, the belt at Mania, to me. It's just the, the way to do it. Some kind of at the Rumble and maybe... He, him and Owens, like I've kept hearing Owens and Sammy for the tag titles at Mania, and that seems such a letdown to this story. So I feel like it has to be that way. I don't know where the, the chamber, like you're saying, the chamber could be a way to do. I won the Rumble, that's one belt. Somehow someone's doing something in in the chamber, and that's another way to get the other belt involved. I don't, uh, yeah, something like that. But I just think it has to be Sammy going for the title at Mania. And there's there's no other story in my brain that makes sense. It's it'll be a good one, Damato. Uh, I, I I think the the way the Usos have been uh, has have been set up as the, these monster champions, uh, you know, the longest reign ever. I, I don't think it's a letdown for the uh, for the tag uh, rock. I have to respectfully disagree, and uh, I, I think that's the uh, way they got to go. And plus, even though it's not mania, it, to to set up a 
a match uh, between uh, Roman and Sammy or, or, or a chamber match with, with both of them involved, uh, that, that is just as huge as Mania because it's, uh, it's in the Bell Center, it's in Montreal. So that, that's going to be a bananas uh, atmosphere. You know, for, for, uh, I, 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 for, for Mania, they have to bring out something a, a little extra. Uh, Sammy, Sammy and this whole story... Uh, it, it kind of feeds to the uh, to, to us hardcore and, and nerds that watch all the time, but but for me, you got to go outside the box and and get something casual. Uh, you know, somebody has that 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 look of uh, you know whether it's a, a rock or, or something uh, to grab the casuals in. So, um, I think it's it's going to be Cody Roman and uh, and, and the, the tag of the tag match will be, have just as much juice uh, with uh, with Sammy and uh, KO going as the Usos. I mean, to your point, too, uh, you would, it, the, the thing with Jay on Monday really does add more stakes, because if it is a tag match with the titles, the Sammy versus Jay stuff, it does really help make that more than just a tag match, too. So you're kind of right in that it is. Maybe I'm just oh, the guy who's been watching, you know, for many, many years, the tag belts be treated like shit. But, you know, they have really done a really good job of treating them like a major thing. And now adding, like, if Sammy has to win the tag belts from Jay... And he does, and he's the one that, yeah, I mean, there is some really cool uh, heft to that now that wasn't there before, so, yeah. Um, and also, they're setting up, uh, I mean, they're, they're, if to do that, then they would be putting Cody in uh, in kind of the Batista situation from a few years ago with uh, with Brian, uh, where, uh, you know, they've been building uh, Cody for uh, for this big uh, re- return win, and, and and the crowd would be uh, in Sammy's favor, <laughs> the, the way this is going in your scenario. So I, I don't know if they want to make that same mistake where where they'll be forced into a corner. Where you know I, I think the direction they want to go is Cody. So and I, I don't think they want they want to be swayed by the fans at the Sammy kind of you know similar with the Brian situation a few years ago. That's a good point. First of all, we don't dis- respectfully decline. We yell at each other. So get it. <laughs> 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 But uh, all right, Rossi. You know what's what's the finish here? Well, I, so, the, I I think something's gonna happen when when Zane tries to help Reigns and it backfires. Whether it's you know ref gets knocked down, Zane gets in the ring and he goes to swing a chair and he misses by mistake and it hits Reigns. Something like that where it's gonna make you feel bad for him. But somehow Reigns still is able to pull out the W. Um, and then at that point, now you've got, you know, Owens without the title. You've got Zayn without anything. And now he's lost his family because it, he almost screwed him out of the championship. Um, that's where I think this is going to go because I think that's the best overall storytelling. Um, and then you don't actually have him cleared out of the bloodline till maybe, you know, next Friday or whatever. Uh, but ultimately, the way that Reigns was saying it's your final test he's going to do something to him to see if he'll actually do it. And that's where I can see him saying like, yeah, hit him with this chair as your final test, yada, yada, yada. So then at that point he goes to do it or he just flat out refuses to do it. However they do that. um, I think that's where the twist will come into play. Um, Secondarily to the point of the Usos, I really think that the way the Usos stood up for him, they're going to be the ones that are going to be let down the most when he gets booted out. So that's where I think that this is going to be, you know, turn into that tag situation, right? Um, but then overall, I feel like we still need to get a Zayn Reigns match at some point. Is it as simple as that happening in Elimination Chamber in a singles match? Um, is that as simple as something that, 
you know, I, that, the match that big can't be done on like regular TV, so it has to be Chamber in Montreal, and then Owens makes the save on on Sammy or something, and then that's how they end up together. Um, there's a couple different routes they can go with that. Um, overall, the question I have here, though, for you guys is, typically, Roman Reigns either opens a show or he closes the show. He's is open. this... This is a good match to open the show, but it almost feels like it's too big to open the show, no? No, I think it's fine. Uh, there's only five matches, right? So two two singles, three singles, and then um, the two rumbles. So, yeah, I think this opens. They open this, then go the women's, then go L.A. Knight, then go Raw women's, and, and then uh, men's rumble. I think that's that's the order. I think this is perfectly fine to open. I think it'd be a great show line storyline too, you know, a good thread throughout the show where Roman opens, Roman wins, and then whoever wins the Rumble, perhaps you get Roman again to close, you know, just to kind of his little stare off or whatever. What throws me off on that though is will they do like Alexa and Bray in back to back matches? Because then they kind of like running parallels here. Maybe you do. Maybe you do a match, another match before the Women's Rumble. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I, feel like you separate them a little bit. I don't really think it matters. I think that. No, I don't you, really give a fuck either. Then, right. then you're doing back to back women. There's only five matches. It's fine. Maybe they go. Maybe the spooky matches lay, roll right into each other. But we'll get to that in a second. I don't know. I think, I think Roman Reigns wins. I think Sammy helps him. And then I think Sammy is killed. I think Sammy potentially can enter the Rumble late after being killed. It has like a Bret Hart esque entry into the Rumble and kind of wins it with like one broken leg. I think Bret's in the 94 Rumble, Bret Hart still might be on his way to the ring. Um, so I think we might get something like that out of Sammy. And, uh, you know, he makes a heroic Rumble win. Whoever Cody's facing eliminates him and then Sammy. And then maybe he eliminates Solo to win the Rumble or something like that. And I think, and then, and then it's like, all right, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to. You gonna you gonna really challenge me at WrestleMania type of thing, or you're gonna go after you know whatever. So yeah. and at the end Roman will come out anyway, so it'll still end with Roman. Like he'll come out to face the the winner. I think. I think. Yeah, that's, that, open with him, close with him. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, that leads us to the Raw Women's Championship match with Alexa Bliss, the challenger, against Bianca Belair, the champion. Um, I got nothing here, Rocco. What do you got? I, <laughs> this, is, this is easily the, is the gimmick, the most least anticipated match. Bianca's ice cold. She's not ice cold. She's she's still a star. She still feels important, but she hasn't done anything I felt felt important since Becky. Um, she's just kind of there. She, I don't know. This Alexa stuff is going somewhere. Does it kind of roll into the bray bray of it all that night too? Could have a nice cool angle where they kind of collide and i don't know if they help each other win or whatnot but is there any chance bianca loses this match i don't see it happening um i think this is another another nod another nice win for bianca and uh kind of almost just a storyline advancement for back uh, sorry for uh alexa to just continue what she's doing whatever it is she's doing her downward spiral but uh I, i think it could have the potential to be a really fun match and uh could be a show stealer if uh you know uh it's done the right way. It's going to be really interesting. I don't really know if I've seen a, you know, this is a really big stage for those two. And uh, I think could, could they steal the show in a, in a lot of ways. So I'm very intrigued by it. And they've done a lot to make Alexa seem like a credible opponent for her. So I'm into it. I just, uh, I don't see uh, Bianca losing. I think they have no chemistry. What do you think, Tomato? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. A little uh, lukewarm because uh, uh, I, I think it's it's obvious that Bianca's uh, winning. So, which which is always the problem with the the Rumble title matches. Well, when was the last time we had, we had like a real uh, sexy uh, title change at the uh, Rumble, either men's or women's? Uh, I'll throw to, Does anyone remember uh, without going into the uh, Google machine? I don't know. So, so yeah, I'm with you. Lukewarm on the match. Bianca takes it. Little Uncle, Howdy, little Uncle Howdy or whatever nonsense, and uh, keep it moving. You know, it's really tough to like think of like you know having another like a cha- like a SEC t- championship title match like on the day of the Super Bowl. You know, like you're not gonna have another match yeah. on the day of the Super. Bowl. You know, like it just really does make those championship matches seem a little less important than they should be. I mean, they're doing a good job with the Roman one, but this one doesn't have any kind of like heat to it and it's probably not just because of the rumble but it, it is a tough battle to fight very good Rossi, you got anything on this match uh not a ton i mean i, I i'm of the thought that bianca's either going to lose this match which i really don't think i think she's going to ultimately lose in elimination chamber because i think we kind of saw the inklings on raw this week of you know, maybe the the test to see Bianca and Charlotte in a ring together. I feel like that's still going to be the Mania match, um, while Becky and Rhea is the other side. Um, so, you know, that could be an Alexa turn or Alexa win here as kind of a shock thing, and then she ends up losing it to somebody else in the chamber herself. Um, but ultimately, I think you're right. I think Bianca retains. There is a little. I would say if we, if we wanted to go Charlotte Flair. Versus Bianca Belair, this would be a cute way for Spooky Magic to, you know, get the belt off Belair. Kind of no harm, no foul with the spookiness nonsense. But I just don't see the opponent with for Alexa post Spooky um, Bianca stuff. Bianca loses, go in the chamber, wins, wins the chamber, faces Charlotte, and then you get your dream match at WrestleMania. That's the only way I would see this maybe potentially happening. All right, but I but my pick is Belair. All right, so speaking of spooky bullshit, um, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, Uncle Howdy, um, the I don't know, Campfire Bray, Fire Funhouse Bray, we've been getting teases of all of them, versus, yeah, L.A. Knight, D'Amato. Which let Bray, me talk to you. Let me talk to you, D'Amato. Um, are you an L.A. Knight fan, D'Amato? Uh, huge. A lot, a lot, a lot more of an LA knife fan than I am of a Bray Wyatt fan. I could tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. Uh, who, Demo- my question to you, Demato, is um, which Bray iteration are we gonna get, and what did Undertaker's you know whisper in his ear? You know, an Undertaker whispered. He said, uh, "Thanks for laying down for me at uh, 31, kid." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what kind of uh, Wyndham Rotunda are we going to get? Some uh, Uncle Howdy's nuts uh, (laughs) nonsense. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm losing uh, every week. I lose interest in uh, Bray Wyatt. I wasn't a big fan to begin with and uh, still not. But that's the shine of light out of this is uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah, he's... So I, I see big things uh, for him. Uh, maybe a Money in the Bank winner at the uh, at, at Mania for LA Knight. And so he's he's making the best out of this. Where you know he's obviously just a just a pawn in this uh, show. But uh... I don't know. I think uh, I think it's been a really good spot for LA Knight. I think he's he's actually gained a lot from it. It's really oh, yeah. 
it's really not bad. It's just slow. You know what I mean? There's and then the physicality. It's just a weird spot for LA Knight to be in where it's like it's to develop Bray's character, but LA Knight's doing a good job of getting his own shine and own bullshit within that structure of developing Bray's character. Again, I don't know who Bray's opponent at WrestleMania is going to be. Maybe Uncle Howdy slash Bo Dallas, and then once he defeats Uncle Howdy, then maybe they can align and they can focus on whatever Bray's reasoning for whatever is. So... I don't know. Give me, give me Bray Wyatt here. But is there a way that Uncle Howdy kind of screws him to make it compelling? Sure, I'll say so. Rocco, where are you at with all this? I think L.A. Knight has been one of the few guys to really have their career enhanced by fighting Bray Wyatt in the post, you know, Shield, uh, a Wyatt family, you know, early days of Bray Wyatt. Like he has really proven himself to be a fucking. I think he's made himself a career here. Like this is. Yeah. Next level ability is of carrying a feud almost by himself, <laughs> having a catchphrase, like having a great look and just coming out of nowhere with a kind of a failed gimmick and just being like the fucking guy that like, oh, well, we could trust him with fucking anything after this. So I think he's a made man just from this thing. It doesn't it matters not if he loses or wins. He's he's good to go, I think. Um, the Bray stuff, it's been so quick. He, he has not been doing full like segments where it's like 10 minutes you know what i mean all this shit it has been really quickly done so it really hasn't bothered me um that it's a little inert because there's a lot of other stuff happening you don't need a you know i i, I don't know we'll we'll see if this is going to just be a payoff match i really don't see an uncle howdy versus bray match that seems insane like undertaker versus undertaker kane versus kane the guy fighting it's himself is always fucking bullshit i don't think they're stupid enough to do that so <laughs> but are, uh, they, are they themselves I fight myself every day. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, kind of with Rocco, it doesn't bother me. I'm intrigued it, to an extent, you know, but I don't I don't really take it that serious. What do you got, Rossi? Let me talk. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I I think I, I was kind of lulled on the Bray stuff, but night has been good. Um, I really enjoyed the Raw segment. Um, I'm obviously a huge Taker fan. I always have been since I was a little little one. Um, and uh, you know, I have a little surprise of the of the American Badass it was pretty cool after the tease of the of the spooky stuff. So um, I, I loved like the segment. I thought it was a cool like kind of Taker past the torch moment to Bray. I know they've done that a lot in the past, but um, I, I don't really. I, I, there's a lane for me where I think LA Knight might win this match because I mean, is Bray really gonna be hurt by the fact that maybe his uncle Howdy cost them the match um you know does bray really need to win um would a win benefit knight more but again with health what is this match like i don't even know what the match is like is it just in the dark like how does that work i don't even know what type of match it is so it's tough for me to really get too excited about a match this i feel like like i'm having people over for the rumble right some of them are not huge wrestling fans Mm. i kind of fear what they're going to think of wrestling after this match. Cringe, yeah. <laughs> um, and even Alexa, and Alexa might even be worse, depending on where they go with that. Like, I look forward to being, you know, drunk on my couch trying to figure out how to explain Uncle Howdy. Um, but <laughs> I, it's it's probably going to happen. So, you know, let's let's buckle in. Let's have some fun. The Rumble will be fun enough that they hopefully they, they go. Uh, they all go to the bathroom during that segment. <laughs> Tomato, if uh, tomato, my seat's directly next to you because if those lights go out, I might need to hold a handle. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be close enough. Uh, be close yeah. enough, all right. 
But we all brought we all brought up the interest in the, you know we all brought up we like L.A. Knight, but unfortunately that that's that's all that's his mic work. I don't think it, unless he's like mic'd or there's gonna be like some cinematic cinematic action. Uh, we're not gonna that's his best trait is his promo ability. So it, it, once the bell rings, uh, we're not gonna re- really get the best of uh, L.A. Knight. So. Yeah, he's uh, like a punchy kick guy, right? Yeah, low expectations for this match. But but Rocco made a good point though that uh, I, I think they learned their lesson when uh, the, before Bray Bray left he was he was a disaster that he destroyed all the baby faces uh, like Rollins and and the Miz uh, the, you know all the guys that were faces after they they faced Bray they they were they were done because he you know he he destroyed their uh, value as, as as faces so uh, at least they're learning their lessons here where uh, you know his opponent he's building up uh, L.A. Knight as his opponent. Which is good. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, like I said, I'm, it, what is this match? Well, we'll see what it is. I'm not, no, I, don't I think know. this match is just millions of dollars for them to say Mountain Dew a thousand Pitch times black. for the past month, and that's that's pretty much what it is, right? Pitch black. Yes. Yeah. Pitch oh, black. It's just advertising. Right. So uh, over under one star, Damato. For this uh, match. Uh, man. From for, for match quality, uh, under, but for, uh, for entertainment, uh, I'll have hopes for two stars at least, and also also I hopes maybe they'll have some uh, free samples of uh, <laughs> samples for us. So. Gross! I don't. Tastes, I've never it had tastes a, great with vodka if you mix it. I mean, I've never they, had a soda in my life. Your your girl Tiffany Stratton had a had a lights out match that you loved. So I mean, having a dark in, in the dark match isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah, my girl. That's the third time we brought her up, Rocco. We uh, yeah. the first not the first time she's brought you up though. Not today, anyways. <laughs> Man, we we always we always used to talk about um, the mega powers, and, and now even one even though one's a champion, we're talking about Tiffany Stratton more. Well, you <laughs> talk about mega powers, uh, you know. Uh, I always <laughs> talk about Tiffany Stratton. But uh, all right, let's let's so that's the Rumble, guys. It's the one of the best nights of the year. It is what it, you know. It is what it is. The card's five matches long, two long Rumbles, a pretty big title match, a pretty blah women's match, and a. An intriguing, what the hell is this kind of lights out match? So, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Andy, let's put a bow on Raw 32 while we're at it. The motto, what you know, the, I think that's one of the best legends spectacles, we'll call it, events that they've had in a while. What do you, what do you think? Ah, oh, well, the show in general, with the first of all, starting off with the trial, uh, that, that was that was an epic semi. Come on, man. just yeah, just great acting by all parties involved. But uh, yeah, yeah, some of the DX segments uh, I haven't been a big fan of. Uh, but but uh, de- definitely another thing uh, maybe you could uh, maybe you could put put this on Triple H's or resume how they how they made Gunther look so great. Uh, like if you go back to the uh, 25th anniversary, they they punked out the uh, the uh, FTR uh, in the uh, the DX segment. And uh, and this time though, all of them uh, you know backing away from uh, Gunther, so they they put over the new talent instead. Instead of the, usually finding like some tag team chump to bury, like a Heath Slater or, or, or something like that. So that that was another kudos. Uh, that was a, that was a great segment. And uh, uh, what else am I forgetting? Uh, 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 Flair and Charlotte. That that was okay, but. Uh, Definitely, uh, you know they they got Hogan out the way at the beginning. Uh, you know somebody uh, sabotaged his microphone. Uh, you know. <laughs> it was like Rocco's mic earlier; it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, definitely, it was curious uh, how how they chose to end it with the 
with Brock and, uh, and and putting the you know the U.S. title uh, kind of focusing on uh, uh, Brock and uh, Lashley, uh, I guess setting up their big match at, at Mania. So, but that was a, a curious ending, but uh, it, it worked out. And so I give a thumbs up for the uh, reunion. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Hey, let's let's let me throw these numbers at you real quick. The first hour of Raw 30, the best in a long time, with a staggering. 2,635,000 viewers uh, in a 8.0 in the demographic from 18 to 49. D'Amato, I don't know if you fall into that, but uh, Jericho would say that's the most important demo. You know, when the back in the back of the day when demos were a thing. I, I don't fall. I don't fall into that. That's why I'm I'm unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> Up over a million viewers from the week before. So. Uh, you know, kudos to WWE for pulling a number last night. We don't really talk ratings much, but um, yeah, that that was a that was an epic one. Uh, so I don't, yeah, like I said, uh, just that, just the details that went into that trial. You know, the evidence. Paul Heyman shitting on the Eagles. Paul Heyman with the ECW chance and transition Brock into that. Purdy. Brock Purdy, and then just the details of Adam Pierce. You know. When Finn got hurt two weeks ago in that gauntlet match and going to Dom and then where Jimmy Uso gets hurt and he's like, well, I did it for them. I'm doing it for yeah. you. And then you got the same. It just played into Sammy Uso. And then you have Jimmy J. Uso saving Sammy off the Samoan spike. It's just so fucking good. Um, it deserved four point six million viewers. Um, just, you know, just. You know, epic storytelling. I thought it peaked at the at the war games, but it peaked last night, man. This it just keeps getting better and better. I don't know, man. I I'm just like Rocco said earlier, they gotta go Sammy and Roman at the Rumble. And you know, if you were to say that at this time last year, you'd be out of your fucking mind. <laughs> you know? Rossi, Roth thirty, you got anything on it as we put a bow on it? Um, very disappointed that the bellows weren't there. Um, ruined the entire night for me um but no i i really love the first hour i thought that that first hour was as electric television as i've seen for wrestling in a very long time um not only did they hook you with the trial but then they hooked you with that tag match as soon as sammy jumped into that tag match i was thinking two scenarios either he's going to eat the pin and lose the titles for the usos or he's going to get the pinfall for the Usos. Um, and it, they went with the latter. Um, I thought that it was such a – it reminded me of that Rollins-Lashley match when um, it was like edge-of-the-seat shit that we just didn't know who was going to win it, and then Seth ended up winning the uh, U.S. title. It was just really good televised wrestling, like for WWE especially, um, and just edge-of-the-seat stuff. I loved it. And then they went to the Taker LA Knight stuff, which I just got a kick out of. And I got to give props to Kurt Angle, man. When he came out with DX, I'm looking <laughs> at it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, my yeah. God, he's doing cho- he's doing crotch chops. Oh, my God, this is all amazing. And it was perfect use of Kurt Angle, in my opinion. He was just on TV not too long ago. So to use him as a guest referee with that, you know, ugly red, white, and blue striped shirt on <laughs> and just him being a goof and DX ignoring him. I a lot of people are sick of the sick of the DX stick, but seeing Gunther in the ring and all of those guys cowering from him just made Gunther look like a badass. Um, and especially when Teddy Long came out, first of all, what was with the goatee? 
what the fuck was that? Um, and then secondarily, when he started talking, you could see Gunther just audibly crack up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just that I love that because I love when people get legitimately popped in, in a wrestling ring. You could tell for Gunther at that point that that was the coolest fucking segment that he's been in since he's been in WWE for him, at least. Um, he's, he enjoyed himself a ton. And, and even the way that, um, Ludwig, like put a big smirk on his face before he started talking, you could tell that those guys were so into that segment. The match was fun as hell. Um, after that, the show kind of dipped a little bit. I didn't really love the last hour, but at that point they, they had so many viewers in those first two. I give it a Bravo. I had a great time watching. That was my most fun. I've watched a raw episode and probably since Raw 25, and that was actually a flop, so. Yeah, we watched that one at, uh, what, what's that bot called? Parkway, I did trivia Parkway. that night. We did trivia that night at Parkway, yeah, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rocco, did you catch this live? What did you think of Raw 25? Or right, I, yeah. 30? Yeah, it was, uh, I definitely enjoyed the first part. Um, I didn't mind the whole. Uh, I kind of think it kind of got the the Becky the Bailey uh, cage match. I know uh, they got screwed over time wise, which kind of sucks. But I didn't really mind the segment. I don't mind a thing where the heels just fucking fuck over the audience and everyone ex- what everyone was expecting. To me, that's kind of cool. So I would have liked the match, but whatever. I feel like I don't know when they would redo that. Uh, I don't know if that would happen on a SmackDown or not. Um, I could have done without uh, Ric Flair, honestly. Like, I don't know what his purpose was. And it kind of was weird since Bianca killed uh, uh, Sonya, and that's kind of was uh, Charlotte's current feud, so I think they don't really – that doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I had a blast watching the, the first part. I didn't stay through it. But, yeah, I, Gunther and Kurt Angle, man, it, it's a shame you can't have time machines and make these guys fight at their peak, right? Because <laughs> that's just like a fucking beast versus beast match I would love to watch. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, like I said, um, what was I trying to say? I forget. Yeah. Um, I really, of course, I'm a, anytime there's an ECW mention, I'm always, uh, uh, super excited and Heyman's such so good at making you think he's gonna like give little props to the crowd. And then he just fucking turns it, turns, twists the knife and says, I'm glad it's dead. Just like, I wish you were dead. Fucking Sami Zayn. <laughs> Such, such a, a good line. Yeah, such a good line, man. Like, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, just the whole, yeah, like I said, a great night, great uh, great turnout, great number. Just kudos to WDB. Hopefully they roll that ro- momentum into the Rumble. And now, good thing, uh, you know, there would have been outrage. Let's just talk outrage real quick. There would have been outrage if they went out there with option B and Bailey and Becky had a two-minute cage match. Now they're going to probably put that on Raw in a main event, present it as a big deal, and then just kind of re- hit a home run with it, I think. So, you know, did this bloodline go long? Yeah, but I'm not mad at all that they went long. It was epic. It was great. It was, you know, great storytelling. And then the story of, like Rocco said, adding to the fuel to that fire, that will add story to the potential the, potential main event cage match down the line add spices to the rumble too so i'm not mad at all i think it's fake outrage i just think it's kind of just fake like the wwe treat the women's much much better than they have in the past and of course it should always be be rising and if it i'm not really concerned about it you know what i mean i don't really think it's declining let's put it that way uh, there's six weeks between the elimination chamber and and wrestlemania so 
they, they could main event one of those uh, weeks uh, to juice it up instead of just having you know mania build. They're gonna yeah. need they need some stuff to still still to draw the ratings during that time. So absolutely no problems there. No problem whatsoever. But uh, all right, so that that's the Rumble. That's the Raw. Rocco, what do you want to ramble about? What do you got, buddy? Just a real quick, a little bit of sad news, but we'll talk on the the, Jay, uh, the death of Jay Briscoe, which really, you know, made me think. And he, you know, he's one of the last dudes that kind of, you know, the, the Briscoes are just the next level thing with it. You kind of heard about them and then you would see them and you're like, I can't believe how good these guys are. And they were that last indie kind of thing with the touring match where those two guys would fight each other. Like you would hear that like Punk and Cabana. You hear a lot of guys would do that where they would just travel the circuit with this match. You know, they rode in cars together. And they did it as brothers against each other. I believe the Hardys did that, too, in some in certain ways. But they were just all over the East Coast where I grew up, always in these cards, you know, Ring of Honor, Jersey All Pro. So he was just one of those guys that when you watch these all these videos that have been put together for them, and you're just like, the way he moves is unlike way, the way many guys move. The, the agility, the speed, and the, the strength and the, and the power with which he would way moves in is really unbelievable so it had me thinking about when would have been the best time for him to come to wwe when would you have wanted him there what would have been his best moment to join a major fed because he to me is one of the biggest him and his brother i keep saying him but and his brother were just like one of the biggest things that could have been and i always say i'm a sabu guy i think sabu could have been amazing in a in a wwf in the attitude era with the right manager something like that where it was like Someone who just never got that main event, like that main star. And I don't know who's going to have that since there are AEW and WWE bringing guys up quickly and they get a spotlight quicker. It seems like they're the one group that just should have been a bigger thing. So, like, I think NXT gold, black and gold would have been an insane time to have brought them in since they had such a good tag um, a, a, a division at that time. Something maybe popped in my head, like maybe uh, Wyatt family dudes or something like that to fight, like, Ambrose and uh, and Rollins uh, in the Shield. So yeah, like, what do you think would have been the best time for them to come in? And can you think of another guy that you, another guy, another girl? I think Gail Kim was a good example of someone fighting who should have been uh, on a bigger stage when she was an Impact kill and stuff. But like, what's a name like that that you think should have been in a major company but just was at the wrong place at the wrong time when they weren't taking indie guys, stuff like that? And you know, like, when would you have uh, brought them in? Fuck, I'll start. I would have brought two times, 20, 2011, you know, kind of when they were flirting with them. Kind of when, uh, what was that, ROH just got off HDTV or whatever that was on DirecTV. So I would have brought them in there. This is kind of when Triple H is transitioning out of the ring and getting more of a backseat role. So I can see why they thought about bringing them in. And unfortunate, the unfortunate comments that were kind of, you know, I don't really want to get into that either. I don't agree with what he said, but I don't know if it should define his life. You know, unfortunately, his his role in life within the wrestling industry was defined by his comments and limited for big opportunities. So, you know, of you know, it was a mistake for sure. It's definitely something I don't agree with, but maybe healing and really learning and. You know, I guess he's a big churchgoer, not to go down that rabbit hole or whatever. So he could have maybe grown from that and shown that he's grown from that. And bigger companies took that more serious and gave him a chance. So, like I said, 2011 maybe. And then maybe again, 
in like 2016, 17. I don't, I don't know when their contracts up. So I don't, I don't really know when to tie that in with well, I'm just saying the dream scenario. Dream yeah. Dream. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to like be fact checked or whatever, but no, no. I don't like when triple H had those two little boom indies. Cause they didn't have interest in 11. I think they would have been a perfect team to throw in there. Unfortunately, Vince might've made them the Bushwhackers 2.0. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, the thing. It's uh, like, if you had brought him in then, yeah. Like, what would they have done with them? They didn't give a shit about this fucking test. <laughs> you're Luke and you're butts. <laughs> Look at them. They're from Delaware. They have no teeth. And they're just like charismatic. Let's make them fucking. And you think about it, the sheep herders were just like them in a way, too. So eventually they're like bushwhackers all day. So. What was the little but, run with. Sorry, the little run with the Hardy Boys against Eminem and Regal yeah. and uh, Taylor. That little run might have been an interesting time. At a London and uh, Kendrick, like that was a good time for tag. Yeah, right? I was gonna say anything London and Kendrick would have ruled. Yeah, that would have yeah. been great. That that would have been that would have been pretty cool. And they and they were they were around and they were big enough at that time too. I remember that's when I started going to ROH in 05, 06. And they were around, and they were they were plenty fine to rock and roll with WWE then. And then again, I would have gave them a run in like sixteen again when I had like Alpha Academy, and I had uh, the Revival guys, and I had uh, teams like that floating around. Enzo and Cass, I think they would have been good fodder against teams like that. And that's kind of when Triple H had the next boom of NXT or of indie talent signed up. So uh, those have been my two times of bringing them in. Damato. You got anything, Ross? Do you guys got anything? Who's up? Ah, uh, no. I just want to say it's it's gonna be about uh, ten years ago. Uh, ten years ago, exactly around Mania time when uh, I went to my first ROH show, and uh, actually, actually, we met up at the boys, and that was the first time I went to an ROH show. The the night that he beat Steen for the uh, for the title, and uh, I just got hooked ever since. You know, I went to about twenty ROH shows after that, including for you know when they were in final battle at at the Hammerstein for. Uh, four or five years in a row, I went to every one, and and of course the Briscoes uh, always put on, you know, the the best match of the night. But uh, that that night was real special when he when he won the title from uh, Steen, and uh, and it helped to get me hooked. And uh, rest in power. I mean, has there ever been a guy who's that good of a singles and that good of a tag team wrestler? Like it's really high up there to think of the. I mean, yes, it's only a Ring of Honor, but. A few, a few dudes who have been able to flirt with both divisions and be so fucking good. Yeah. Be on top in both. And like, you know, like a Brett, like once Brett was a single, he never went back. And Hardy was very inconsistent as a single. And, you know, fucking Michaels. You know, like I'm trying to think of guys who who really had huge runs as both. And man, that guy fucking really nailed it. Yeah, um, I I was actually thinking that 2016-2017 range too, Ryan, um, putting mixing them in with the revival DIY authors of pain, um, all of those guys on that on that NXT tag title run I thought was killer. Um, now, couple a couple of quick like little Jay Briscoe stories that I just want to share because where else would I share it? Um, I remember when. I was in college. I kind of lost interest in wrestling for a while, right? Um, I remember getting hooked back into WWE 2000, beginning of 2006 with the uh, the Edge and Cena stuff with the cash-in, and I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, and that was the year I graduated college, so that summer I started going to – me and me and my buddy um, to, took a ride out to Hartford to see an ROH show. Um, and, you know, it was the main event of the show was um, – 
Daniel Brian Danielson against Homicide. Danielson was the champion. Um, Homicide, they had like a fuck finish at the end of the match, and it ended up being in the middle of the show. Um, really cool match, really cool time. It was like Davy Richards' debut in ROH, really cool experience. Um, but the main event was the Briscoes against um, Roger Strong and Austin Aries. Um, and it was a really fun match. I mean, I was just instantly hooked onto the Briscoes, and Give Me Back My Bullets was the theme song then. Um, they came out with just a different vibe, right? You know, you're, you're really into the moment. You're having a fun time with these guys in a main event. You're like, oh, it's a main event. These guys got to be awesome, and they fucking were. Um, I was a huge ROH and Briscoes fan from that point on, and and that's really what got me back into, like, the indies of wrestling, right? Um, and now it's like that's, like, my favorite thing is the indies, right? I mean, you guys know I talk about it every week. Um but over the years, all the manias I went to from from 13 on to 19, um, the Briscoes were the, one of the main reasons I would go to Supercard of Honor almost every year. Um, the one year I did it in 2015, um, he main evented against Samoa Joe. Um, that was when Joe had, um, you know, he was doing those all those indie dates before he ended up going to WWE. Um, it was really cool to like kind of feel the hype. And that was a moment that I really knew that Jay Briscoe was kind of a beloved wrestler by all of the wrestling community and everybody loved working him. Everybody loves seeing him wrestle. Um, and I remember walking around WrestleCon because we didn't end up going to that show because it was a little ways out of town. And we were just, we, we stayed at the WrestleCon hotel. So we decided to just hang tight with all the WrestleCon shows and shit that were involved in our own hotel. Um, I remember walking around WrestleCon the morning after that match and shooting the shit with MVP and just, you know, asking him what, what he's gone to, what he's, what he's done this weekend. And I remember him gushing about Jay Briscoe and Samoa Joe. And, and he was like, you know, I've always watched the Briscoes. I've always been into them, but that was the first time I saw them live in any way. And Jay Briscoe just tore the roof off the house. And just seeing that from like an MVP and like having that conversation with them, like, completely unsolicited. I didn't ask him about ROH. I just asked him what shows he went to. Um, and he just gushed that out. And, and I thought that that was just awesome. And that really cemented like Jay Briscoe to me as like a big time singles wrestler. And like, you always knew that he was, but now he's getting credited by like these world, world famous TV wrestlers. And, you know, 2015 to me, that was a, a big deal. So, um, Jay Briscoe is the man. Uh, it sucks that he's gone. Uh, it really hit home to me with two daughters of my own. Um, and I'm, I'm really bummed that that happened to him. I hope that they end up okay. I hope his wife can find her way through this and, uh, God bless you, Jay. Yeah, but I mean, real quick, it does, it just, one thing to remember is that like 29 year olds say a lot of dumb shit and young people say a lot of dumb shit. And sometimes you, you get in, uh, people like a Bixen band, Bixen span twat kind of people who exist solely to bring (laughs) other people down and dig through people's Twitters and try to just never let people get out from under certain things. They're not there to discuss these things. They're not there to figure these things out. They're not there to figure this person out. They're not there to make anyone better. They're just there to bring people down. And that kind of thought process is a thing that kept this dude from providing for his family and doing things differently and having a a whole company be like anti, not letting him be celebrated in certain ways. And thank God that's being rectified. But you, like you said about him being a very beloved person who obviously people that knew him and were dealt with him did not realize that that was not the person. So I don't know. It, it just shows there's a certain thing about the society we live in and the culture of uh, wrestling bullshit news people who 
are lifeless and uh, dickless and just want to hurt other people that shows this is what happens in a situation like this right so like now you're just left with this guy who had his uh legs cut off i'm sure this guy was a pretty happy guy in real life he had his family he didn't give a fuck what idiots like that thought but it just it's a it's good for a better discussion about how you do treat people and rehab them in your own mind and how you rectify the things that they've done or you've said in your life and stuff like that so it's an interesting uh discussion that's probably not for here but is a thing that should be talked about more in a situation like this where you don't crucify someone immediately forever without ever discussing it or knowing people around him who've discussed it. And you see a guy like Effie who said he's one of the coolest guys ever and things like that, who are more closely tied to it than I am, you know? So, and, and not only that, like it's, I, I you hate to jump on top of shit. Cause obviously it was a raw anniversary, but we, we had a show this week that was opened by Hulk Hogan who said equally as dumb shit. Um, and then Ric Flair was on the show, which he was like, open book on this flight from hell when he was swinging his dick in people's faces. And then that was just forgiven. You know what I mean? And, and for guys, and I get that they're much bigger stars than, than a, a Jay Briscoe is, but it just shows a double standard of the wrestling industry, right? When you're a legend, you get away with that shit. But when you're an up and coming guy and you fuck up once, it carries with you forever. And it just sucks. Well, like an idiot, uh, dirt sheet guy or a Vixen band span kind of asshole. Him coming out constantly whenever someone wants to book him and being like, don't forget, this guy's a fucking this or this guy's a that. Then they do this constantly with people. It'll make an indie guy not sign, not not book the guy because he, he could lose his whole fucking shirt. WWF, it doesn't matter if there's backlash on them signing someone or anything like that. Like, But like for an indie company to be like, well, you know, if people are not going to come to the show because this guy keeps reminding people of a dumb thing someone said 10 years ago. And it's not just Jay Briscoe. There's plenty of people, right? Some of them deserve to be fucking blackballed, and some of them don't. So, and who do I? I don't know the fucking guy. But. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Great guy, you know, and, and very sad. Very, very sad. All right, Rossi, wrap us up. Indie quarter. What do you got? All right. So, take this kind of brief. Um, Beyond's back this weekend. They're running a show in Worcester um, the day after the Rumble. Um, it's a show that's called Might Snow. Um, believe it is a 2 p.m. entry or doors with a 3 p.m. show. Um, Leo Rush is actually working beyond this week. He's doing a wrestle open on Thursday night, um, which would have been last night if you listen to this on Friday, um, against uh, Dustin Waller, which is a pretty cool match. It's somebody that he watched and wanted to work, which I thought was cool. Um, and then Alec Price uh, ended up getting off a different show that he was booked on. He worked something out with the promoter so he could come in and work this match with Leo Leo Rush, which really cool match. I mean, I'm glad that they were able to line up Rush and Price. And, and it'll be cool to see if Leo is around a little bit more. Um, Willow's on the show. She's wrestling Ichabon. Uh, Wheeler's Wheeler's on the show. She's He's wrestling... Uh, uh, Willie Yuta is wrestling Marcus Mathers, which that's cool. I think Mathers deserves that match. He's saying it's like the biggest match of his career so far. So that'll be cool. Uh, Janai Kai and Yoya are wrestling above the rest. Becca's got Bobby Orlando. That'll be fun. Masha Slamovich and Akira are wrestling the Miracle Generation, which is uh, Waller and Zai and um, I can't think of the other guy's name. Manders and Trisha Dora is a pretty cool match. Chris Brady's coming in from Washington, making his beyond debut against Desmond Cole and Allie catch back in Worcester against love Doug. That'll be a goofball of a match. Um, GCW ran Alabama and Charlotte this past weekend. Uh, nothing too crazy happened. They finally have been able to um, show Vikingo's matches um, on the streaming service, which I think is cool. Um, he had a match with gringo loco that I watched on Friday night um, was pretty botchy. 
but you know they it was cool to actually get to see you know one of his u.s matches live um i haven't been able to because they haven't been able to be streamed so moving forward it'd be interesting to see where he ends up getting booked again i know he worked warrior wrestling on saturday as well um and wrestlemania weekend shows are starting to get announced so first off uh wrestlecon they are actually going to run shows thursday friday um at the globe theater in los angeles california that's most known as the venue that um pwg has run since they left um their long-standing building um so they're in straight up la now it's, it's kind of interesting that they booked that place really optically cool on camera I, i've got a couple pwg dvds from the globe theater and uh always enjoyed watching the shows there it was a pretty cool aesthetic in that building so um wrestlecon super show the mark hitchcock memorial that's going to be thursday 4 p.m local time 7 p.m east um strong style of all which is new japan uh, they ran a successful show with WrestleCon last year. Um, that's going to be Thursday, 8 p.m. local time, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, next day, Tokyo Joshi Pro is going to run a show, which is awesome. They're at 12 p.m. Pacific um, on Friday, which would be 3 p.m. Eastern our way. So that'll be cool to watch. And Prestige Wrestling um, worked out a little bit of a deal with IWTV. IWTV doesn't have a presence in Los Angeles this year. Um, they're kind of laying low and staying east. Um, they will be running a show mixed in with WrestleCon. I don't know if the agreement's to put it on IWTV later or what the deal is, uh, but High Spots and IWTV came to some sort of agreement there. So Prestige is going to be 4 p.m. Pacific on Friday, uh, 7 p.m. Um, Eastern. Then GCW, as part of the collective, they have shows set up basically all weekend for um, WrestleCon or WrestleMania weekend, I should say. Um, part of that is going to be Thursday afternoon, which Thursday afternoon they will kick off with Santino Brothers Wrestling, which I don't even know what that is. I know that's like a wrestling school that runs promotions. That's 11 a.m. local time. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 9 is going to be 4 p.m. local time. Always one of the highlights of Mania Weekend. DET Pro, um, with their relationship with Janela, is working 8 p.m. on Thursday for their own show. And then For the Culture, which is not AJ Gray anymore. It's actually Billy Dixon running it. Um, AJ Gray's been annexed from the industry yet again. Um, midnight show there, 11.59 Eastern. Saturday, they come back at 11 a.m. with Effie's Big Gay Brunch L.A. Um, and at 9 p.m., they have Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha. So that will actually be after Mania, when you think about it, because 9 p.m. local time um, would put that show on midnight um, Eastern. So that'll probably be right around when Mania is winding down. Friday night, and I'm sorry, I skipped Friday. I went right to Saturday. Friday, um, 11 a.m., Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F, which is GCW's typical young matches, young guy matches, you know, guys that might be from JCW and things of that nature. Uh, 3 p.m. is going to be a DDT versus GCW show. Um, 8 p.m., which will be after SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. Um, local time will be Joey Janela Spring Break 7, so that'll be cool to watch that on the East Coast at 11 p.m. And something called Emo Fight is going down at midnight, which will be 3 a.m. Eastern. I will not be staying up for that. I know that's GCW's run Emo Fight before, so they just, like, play emo music while they're wrestling, basically. Um, and then Sunday, I know I already talked Saturday, they're doing the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, mixed in with WrestleCon at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel, uh, 12 p.m. local time on Sunday before Mania. Um, all of the GCW Collective shows are going down at their typical L.A. venue, the Ukrainian Cultural Center in L.A. All tickets will be coming out shortly. They actually released information today, I believe. Uh, front row, 
packages available for all the shows and then they will have individual event pricing as well um everything will go on sale on monday so this coming monday the 30th if you want to go to collective jump on it because the good seats will go quick especially for blood sport in spring break so that's what we got we got to look forward to mania rolling through now i know you guys are hitting the rubble up this weekend are you guys doing anything else wrestling related i know there's like a wrestlecon pop-up and there's like some autograph sightings and stuff or you guys just keeping it you know in and out for the rumble and just you know throwing out the rest of the weekend oh we're gonna check the wrestlecon uh definitely and uh and yeah there's uh, some some signings at the uh alamo de with the Charlotte, uh, some of the some of the peeps are gonna hit that. Yeah, I gotta carry Damato's hand over to meet Charlotte so he doesn't faint. Mm. <laughs> Real quick, before uh, if you want to see a retrospect of Jay Briscoe's career, go check out Chad Campbell's Twitter page where he just runs down. I think he spent all last what last Tuesday and Thursday just running down his top fifty matches. And uh, he did a really good job of, you know, just highlighting Jay Briscoe. So uh, he has clips up from 50 great 50 great matches from Jay Briscoe. So if you want to do a deep dive into Jay Briscoe, I forgot to mention that. And I believe it's uh, Chad Campbell at where the big boys play, WCW or whatever. So, so uh, what, Ryan, what's your favorite Jay Briscoe match? Uh, the Sammy or the generic Steen ladder wars off the top of my head. What do you get? What other what Rocco? What do you got? Jeez, I have to agree with that. And there was, um, fuck, I think that Joe match, I really liked a lot, the one you brought up earlier around that, like, weird time where he was the champ and Joe came back. Tomato, you got one for me? Yeah, the, I, I, the, when he won the title with Steen. Uh, Steen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, he had an awesome match with Adam Cole. Um, that was actually Final Battle 2014, I believe. It was in New York. Um, Engine, not Engine 6, but Terminal 6. Um, That's where they had that match. uh, Really, really, really cool. Um, I know the match ended. Adam Cole uh, shoved um, thumbtacks in Briscoe's mouth and then super kicked them, which that was the first time I had seen it. It kind of got replicated after the fact. Uh, Briscoe did retain the title, though. Really cool match. Yeah, and Chad's Twitter is... Big boys play WCW. You guys all know Chad. So, yeah, just dig deep into his Twitter and you can top, see the top 50 matches from Jay Briscoe's career. Rossi, I didn't mean to uh, jump on your indie corner, but I just wanted to put a bow on the Briscoe and, and that popped in my head. So anything else on the indie corner? No, man, we're good. I mostly talked about Mania Weekend anyway. So um, if you're in Worcester area, go check out Beyond on Sunday, uh, 3 p.m. start. Uh, pretty good lineup. Um, and then, you know, now you kind of know what to go plan for for Mania. Cool. Rocco, anything before we get out of here? What, you know, what's the band up to? You know, what's up? Uh, February 5th, you can see us play in Newark, New Jersey, uh, home of Sopranos country. So that'll be a Sunday matinee show, a special deal. So come out and see it. It'd be great. The Bing? The Bing? <laughs> it is a QXT's <laughs> nightclub. It is, uh, Bada Bing is in uh, Lodi, New Jersey, for the record. Um, knows that. Come on. And I was on the Ruthless Aggression podcast with Jake Williams running down WrestleMania 19, which was an amazing job that he did on that. You should check that out, the two-parter that he did with a lot of different people on there. I think Ryan Gray was on there as well. Ryan Gray um, was not. Ryan Gray uh, had a decline. Oh, sorry. He was too busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He did a really good job on that. I thought that was an awesome few hours of uh, podcasting. And I, uh, I, I, 
I, I, I main evented that one, and uh, much to everyone's uh, dismay. <laughs> <laughs> Damato, my boy, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna see him in a few hours, a few days. You know, what's up, Johnny? What's going on? What you been up to this week? The NFL's winding down. What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, we've been uh, rolling every week. We didn't miss a week. Uh, we even had uh, we had some issues that we had to bring in a, a guest host uh, out of desperation for us. I slung his way through a couple and helped us out. I uh, appreciate that. That bomb. At, at Jade i seven on uh, Twitter and uh, listening this week in the NFL with uh, me, Cowboy and Senior, and uh, also there's a uh, Cronoso uh, Monthly, a uh, big oh. winner. Uh, All of us are uh, on that. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm not. I, I wasn't. Up front. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rock Rossi had a lock, a lost file. Whoever produces that show and puts it all together, uh, kind of forgot, forgot to submit that after he converted it. So uh, that producer's an asshole. Yeah. That, you know, good thing. You know, who was it? Uh, who do we have? Uh, Holly Race and Ter- who was it? I don't know. It was. It was. It was, uh, it, was it was terrible. It was awful. It yeah. was the, probably the worst match I've covered since I did Canosos. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm glad that it's back. I've uh, been getting a lot of good feedback from it. And, uh, you know, you know, thanks, you guys, for jumping back on. And I think monthly form is kind of the best way to attack that. Um, so, you know, WrestleMania 3 is on the horizon. And uh, we'll have to jump into that, you know, sooner rather than later. That's this week's Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0, guys. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later, guys. Thank you, Johnny. Peace.